I served in Vietnam. I served in World War II. I served in Afghanistan. And VA serves us all. No matter when you served. No matter if you saw combat or not. There are benefits for veterans of every generation. See what VA can do for you. To learn what benefits you may be eligible for, visit www.va.gov. That's www.va.gov. Hello, everyone, and welcome to This Week at VA. I'm your host, Timothy Lawson, and this week we're going to do another compilation episode. I unfortunately had uh, two interviews that did not work out this week, uh, one with technical difficulties, another was a scheduling uh, complication. So so we were going to do another best of or meritorious segments or what, uh, however uh, we want to describe this. This one is going to be themed with uh, with veteran service organizations. So we're going to hear from Team Red, White, and Blue, Team Rubicon, and AMVETS, three organizations that have been represented here on the podcast in the past. So let's roll into this first soundbite. This is going to come from my interview with Joe Chanelli, who is the national director at AMVETS. Uh, he joined me to to talk about the purpose of AMVETS and how it benefits the veteran community. In most all veterans organizations have one primary mission, which is to improve the lives of veterans and their families and their survivors. Um, what sets us apart in that is that we are out there fighting for all veterans. Um, and just about every group has a ditch, and some of these niches are large, um, but they're either combat veterans or wartime veterans or disabled veterans or paralyzed veterans or veterans of just this war or just that conflict or they're just students now. Um, and those are all really valuable, and they are able to serve up really specialized um, you know, benefits and value. Um, but we have 38% of our membership can't belong to any of those other organizations because they're not disabled, they're not combat veterans. Um, so they don't have anyone else fighting for them on a large scale like we are. And that to me was a reason that putting 18, 19 hour days in at the office has been worthwhile because I know those veterans are falling through the cracks. And, um, you know, the best job as VA can do, there's still going to be veterans out there who don't even know about VA or aren't, don't trust the VA or don't see other resources. And that's where we come in, making sure we're connecting them and uh, informing them, letting them know what the VA offers or what HUD offers or what, um, you know, many different organizations offer and what we offer ourselves. Um, most veterans who have an early encounter with AMVETS would be with our service officers. We have service officers uh, throughout the country when a veteran is leaving the military and needs to uh, help uh, filing its claims and connecting with different resources again. Uh, we do that all for free. Um, several organizations do. Um, but again, we're open to all, yeah. all veterans. One thing we're really trying to do now is try to help those veterans who cannot leave their homes. We have a lot of veterans who are homebound. Um, we have veterans who just live too far away from a regional office where the majority of organization service officers are. Um, so we're, we're working hard on that, working with some really intelligent people in the, the tech world to, to get that done. I think it's important to remember that not all veterans fall into a 
um, a segment that uh, is expected or already um, has a support system behind it. And it's good that we have organizations like AMVETS that are ready to step up uh, and serve veterans that maybe don't fall inside of those segments. If you have any interest in AMVETS, want to check out more of what they're doing, you can go to amvets.org. This next soundbite comes from my interview with Blaine Smith, the executive director of Team Red, White, and Blue. And if you're not familiar with them, uh, they are an organization that um, establishes community and well-being th- with veterans and with the veteran community, so um, also uh, non-veterans, uh, through exercise and social life and uh, and um, in outdoors activities and, and stuff like that. Um, Blaine is going to sort of describe, talk about the value of Team Red, White, and Blue, um, and why um, why it's so powerful. You know, we talk about our mission being to enrich the lives of veterans, and so "enrich" is a bit of a tricky word. So, for our purposes, we we've defined it, um, and and we think that a rich life consists primarily of what we call health, people, and purpose. And so we, we like health, people, and purpose as kind of our three bullet points um, because, for one, we really believe that is kind of the base of the pyramid, the foundation upon which a rich life is built. Um, but we also think that we can positively affect all three of those dimensions. And so by health, we mean we want to give veterans an opportunity to improve their physical, their mental, and their emotional health. And as you mentioned, getting together and doing exercise is a great way, obviously, to improve your physical health. But we all know that physical exercise reduces stress and anxiety, depression even. So it's going to help you improve your mental and emotional health as well. And then when you do that in a group setting, it provides things like shared accountability, shared accomplishment, even shared hardship, which helps you to bond with other people where you live. And which brings me to the second one, which is people. You know, in the military, you have a very tight sense of community. You have people that you can rely upon you sort of know who's part of your tribe. And when we take the uniform off and move into these cities across the country, most of the time we don't have that anymore. And the study of positive psychology tells us that the leading indicator of overall quality of life is the quality of your personal relationships. And so through a platform like physical exercise, through social activity, through volunteerism, we're creating a very natural and organic way for veterans to connect with one another and to connect with other members of their community in ways that feel good to them that naturally tend to bond them together. And now you have friends. Now you have people you can count on. Now you have a network and a community that you can belong to, which leads me to the last one, which is purpose. And so even if you have friends, even if you have your health, if you're like me and you leave the military, if you don't have something that you can identify with, something that gives you a sense of purpose and meaning in your life, it's going to leave a pretty big hole in your chest. And sometimes you can't quite put your finger on what it is that's bothering you. And if if that's the case for you, I would say this is probably it. And so the last thing Team Red, White, and Blue does is it gives you that sense of being on another team. It gives you a new uniform to wear. It gives you something new to identify with, something new to aspire to. And that's, that's a big part of our plan and part of our vision is we want it to be aspirational. We want it to be positive. We want people to be proud of being on the team and identifying with the eagle on their chest because that's a really, really important thing. And... You might get a great job when you leave the military, but it's unlikely that that job's providing that same sense of purpose. And it doesn't mean it's a bad job or that you should leave it. What it means is you should find some other things in your life, in your community, that can provide you that sense of community and purpose. And and that's really what we're there to provide. So, you know, we're not all things to all people, but I, I really believe that Team RWB, if you give it a shot, is giving most veterans most of what they're looking for. And I'm really proud of that. 
Team Red, White, and Blue really is uh, an amazing organization. A lot of people are involved. Uh, a lot of the people that I've had here on the podcast uh, are in- involved in their local chapter. Uh, I have an Eagle t-shirt, and I wear it when I'm out and about. And uh, it's always fun when I'm paddleboarding on the Potomac or rock climbing at the gym, uh, seeing other members of Team RWB, and, and you see that Eagle, and you immediately uh, strike up conversation and talk and know that you uh, have a fellow veteran uh, right there in your um, in your activity of choice. So it's it's always cool to uh, experience that. The third and final soundbite that I have is going to be uh, Art De La Cruz, who is the chief operating officer at Team Rubicon. Team Rubicon is a natural disaster relief organization and has one of the more unique missions inside of uh, the veteran space. They provide that natural disaster relief by allowing veterans to come volunteer for them and be their boots on the ground uh, to, to deploy and assist with the, that relief. Art is going to talk to us about his role at Team Rubicon and uh, what he really finds valuable there at the organization. Yeah, so I'm the uh, chief operating officer of Team Rubicon, and for those that don't know, um, Team Rubicon's mission is to unite the skills and experience of military veterans with first responders and, you know, respond when disaster strikes. We like to say that, you know, disasters are a business and and veterans are a passion. Um, So in the role as chief operating officer, uh, I'm responsible for making sure, you know, the daily operations are staffed, you know, the processes in place that we have the right people and ultimately the ability to get those veterans to those disaster sites and they have the equipment, they're trained in the right manner and the delivering, you know, impact in a way that meets their expectations as people who are really our, our major donors and giving their time. And it meets the expectations of the funders um, who allow, you know, who give us these gifts with an understanding in agreement that that money's going to be used to generate some good. Um, so that's largely what I do. And, you know, it's, it's not just about those daily operations. It's also about positioning this organization for uh, what we hope is a, a bright and big future. Absolutely. Many of us that are familiar with Team RiverCon know that, you know, it makes a huge impact in that it helps areas that just that are looking for disaster relief. We know that veterans find it like a sense of purpose in volunteering and being able to put their skill sets to use. But is there something outside or in between or like somewhere else in the organization that uh, you notice to be a pleasant surprise in another way that Team RiverCon is impacting the world? I think it's, uh, you know, I like to, to think of it in, in, uh, as a marketplace, right? If you, you think of your typical farmer's market, uh, something that's fun- functioning really well, has a bunch of people coming in to sell things and a bunch of people coming in to buy things, and, and probably a good chunk of those are doing both. Um, so we have a lot of people coming to Team Rubicon's marketplace. Veterans obviously come here, and they come here because they have skills to contribute, their experience, their education, their exposure, their comfortable, uh, them being comfortable with decision-making and leadership is a huge asset that they can bring to this uh, marketplace. And our hope is that they also extract some value, and I think some of that is – 
the DNA that you get from wearing the uniform where you want to be a part of a community, you want to have purpose and you want to have impact. Um, I think the communities we serve also contribute, you know, they come and on the worst day, you know, they have expectations that hopefully the veterans can deliver on that, you know, when bad things happen, great people will, will come. And I think that becomes contagious and becomes kind of a, my, my hope and, you know, team Rubicon's, um, aspiration as it serves as a reminder to, you know, the great people of this country that, you know, we all have a part, you know, in, in creating a tide that lifts everyone, you know, in the face of disaster. Uh, and then for our funders, I think a lot of people uh, really are keen and are ready to invest in, in the social good. Um, so we like to deliver to them and we like to show them that they have return in that um, we've created um, an organization that's constantly increasing in value uh, because of our training, because of what we do, uh, because of what we can do uh, and how much we can dish out. Uh, and also, um, you know, in that brand and again, inspiring, you know, and aligning with these people who want to see great things happen. So all of it's been a pleasant surprise. Uh, and the journey has been, you know, really, really amazing because you begin to uncover all of these, you know, consequences of, of just genuine, um, you know, genuine, genuine pursuit of the good. Um, that just yield these different effects that I think are really, really beneficial for everyone participating. All right. Well, there you have it. That's episode 31. That's Meritorious Segments, Volume 2. I hope you uh, enjoyed these sound bites and uh, the re- the reminder of these organizations and the value they bring to the veteran space and uh, and what they're doing to not only give back to society, but how they're giving back to veterans as well. The interviews these soundbites came from uh, are available right here on the podcast. If you go back into our library, either on iTunes or Stitcher or Google Play, whatever your, your, uh, whatever your device or, or library of choice is, uh, you can also go to blogs.va.gov slash vantage slash podcast. Uh, and that has uh, more information on the podcast there as well as a player with all the uh, old episodes available. Uh Coming up in the in the future, I have another comedian on board. I have Kate Tillotson, who was the student veteran of the year, uh, and some other veterans that I'm really excited to to bring to the show. Uh, I believe that scheduling and technology and uh, the other variances in this industry will work for me, and we'll be right back on track next week with a full length episode. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your patience, and we'll be back next week.